This podcast sponsored by Cherry Hill Volvo. At Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers, incredible offers, and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krupnik, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. A beachfront home in Naples with panoramic views of the Gulf asks for $39.5 million. A South Florida home with a coveted waterfront location has come up for sale for $40 million. That's strange because Mar-a-Lago was valued at what? Nine million or something, according to the government, as they uh, went after Donald Trump. Welcome back to the show. Glad you are here today. It is a snow day, and what a show we're having today, huh? Thanks for being here. Lots to chat about. You know, part of the reason I always say I love uh, talk radio is we can go in depth on topics. We can go in depth, and no doubt about that. Uh, will Tucker become Donald Trump's VP? I don't know. New York Post is a story today. Tucker Carlson is certainly a contender to be Trump's VP pick, according to Donald Trump Jr. That clearly would be on the table, Don Jr. said when asked on Newsmax Thursday if the former president was serious about Tucker Carlson as a possible vice president if he wins the 2024 election. I mean, they're very friendly. I think they agree in virtually all of these things. He told Rob Finnerty on Wake Up America. They certainly uh, agree on stopping the never-ending wars. And so I would love that to happen. That would certainly be a contender. I like Tucker a lot. I guess I would I would say, you know, I think he's got a lot of great common sense. That's what Trump had said about Tucker in the past. Uh, I don't see it. I, I just don't see it happening. I'm not saying it won't. I'm just saying I don't, I don't see it happening. I don't see it. That is the top story of the day today brought to you by our buddy, Dr. Mike Venaria, VenariaDental.com. For all your beautiful dental care needs, and you do uh, absolutely need to see him for a great, great smile. Now, Biden is again ignoring the United States Supreme Court once again, and he's bribing people by giving them out your money as he cancels another $74,000 in student loans. On Friday, the Biden administration announced they were canceling the loans of another 74,000 student loan borrowers, hiking the total number of people who've gotten their debt canceled to over 3.7 million Americans. Hey, a lot of those people are in Pennsylvania. And you know how that works, right? It's like, hey, how you doing? You want uh, you want some money? How about a little money to pay off your student loans? Yeah, no problem. Just don't forget who gave it to you. That will be us. That will be us to Democrats. That's right. The Biden administration has been ignoring the United States Supreme Court, which struck down Biden's student loan relief plan last June because it had not been approved by Congress. The Supreme Court's 6-3 decision resulted from the six conservative justices voting to strike down the plan while the three leftist justices opposed them. The Biden administration incited the 2003 Higher Education Relief Opportunities for Students Act to buttress its argument in favor of the student loans. As it stated, the loans were permitted in case of a national emergency. But Chief Justice John Roberts said the 2003 act was clearly before a department secretary and can you and was what was. Uh, 
excuse me, let me rephrase that. Chief Justice John Roberts said the 2003 act was clearly before a department secretary can unilaterally alter large sections of the American economy. And that is only something Congress can do. A cabinet secretary cannot. Joe Biden said, my administration was able to deliver relief to these borrowers and millions more <clears throat> because of the fixes we made <clears throat> to the broken student loan programs. And he'd say to me, Joey, my dad always said to me, Joey, when 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 you got student loan debt, you got to make sure the taxpayers pay them off. In the wake of the Supreme Court's decision on our student debt relief plan, we are continuing to pursue an alternative path to deliver student debt relief to as many borrowers as possible, as quickly as possible. And a lot of those people live in Pennsylvania. Swing state of Pennsylvania, because, of course, as you know, um, you got to win PA. All roads run through Pennsylvania, no doubt about it. So he's doing that. Meanwhile, state schools could give thousands of students full rides if they disclose their DEI departments. Huh? I'm sorry, if they closed their DEI departments. This is the, the actual cost of, of the DEI departments. Spreading angry ideology is good work if you can get it. Turns out... At public universities nationwide, diversity, equity, and inclusion officials make huge sums while spending even more pushing division and discrimination on students and faculty alike. They claim they're promoting disenfranchised groups, but they're wasting money that would be better spent given a broader range of students a high-quality education. See, in other words, instead of Joe Biden having to pay off all the student loan debt— and instead of people like America's mother-in-law screaming about how college should be free, you actually could give students a free ride if you just killed DEI. So there's a new report out, and the author of that report, uh, the re- report was reviewed by uh, Liesl Crocker at the New York Post. And the report focused on red and purple states since they are most likely to have the political will to reform higher education. While DEI bureaucracies die, diversity, inclusion, and equity, are generally largest at universities in blue states, like $25 million the University of California Berkeley spends on 400 DEI staff members, there's no chance that people like Gavin the Hare Newsom are going to roll that back. No chance whatsoever. Blue states would probably allocate even more money towards DEI, not less. DEI spending at state schools is in the hundreds of millions of dollars a year. A year! Now think about that. The left screams college should be free because they want the indoctrination camp. Uh, The left screams that nobody should have student loan debt. The left screams that everybody who has student loan debt should get those student loans canceled. Meanwhile, hundreds of millions of dollars a year are being spent at state schools, DEI. It's conceivable that America's roughly 1,600 public colleges and universities are spending more than a billion dollars a year on DEI. Each institution would have to spend just $625,000 a year. Now, like the University of Alabama drops $2 million a year on salaries for DEI staff. It's good money if you can get it. Georgia Tech pays $6.7 million a year. These staff spend additional money running DEI programs and departments. In South Carolina, Clemson University spends $2.5 million on DEI programs, while the University of South Carolina spends $1.7 million. Oh, Nikki, did you not fix that when you were governor, Nikki? Nikki. Then there's the University of Michigan, which spends $30 million 
dollars a year on its diversity, equity, and inclusion team. Whatever the school, the true cost is likely much higher. And college is the ultimate racket. It really is. You know, they, they, they turn around and they keep raising prices and they know you're still going to send your kids there. So they don't care what it costs. They know that you're still, your kid's still going to get a loan and, uh, and come to that, that school. So basically what they do is they turn around and they go like, um, hey, uh, we're going we're gonna to we're gonna, we're gonna say the mission is uh, $90,000 a year, 90 grand a year, all right? And um, you're going to pay that because if you don't want to come here, somebody else will. And then you turn around and go, okay. And it's the ultimate form of of the mafia basically because the government turns around because they're on it too they go don't worry about it we got your back we're gonna give you a loan for that ninety thousand dollars a year don't worry it's all good so the colleges spend more money on this kind of crap knowing that they can raise their prices and the marketplace is not going to react because it's 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 not a real marketplace the government whatever the cost is will make sure there are loans to pay for it and then when those loans come due they're going to turn around and go you know what on second thought we think it's better if you don't have to pay these loans. I mean, after all, as long as you vote Democrat, as long as you're a good Democrat little voter, we're going to make you okay. Schools often report salaries uh, for DEI staff, but not the cost of the projects they run or vice versa. Regardless, DEI administrators are extremely well paid. Virginia's top diversity official makes $391,000 a year. Well, at UVA... The head DEI honcho makes $375,000. Does that not want to make you bury your head in snow? Virginia Tech's top diversity officer makes $391,000. University of Virginia's head DEI honcho makes nearly $375,000. I had to read it again just to make sure I wasn't wrong. From Alabama to Kentucky to Louisiana to Ohio to Utah and beyond, DEI administrators routinely make more than $200,000. The National Association of Diversity Officers in Higher Education brags that 84% of DEI officials make at least 100 grand, while more than a third are pulling in $200,000 plus. What the hell are we doing wrong? Not that I could get that job as a white dude, but you know what I mean. A 2021 survey found the average public university employs 45 DEI staff. That fact alone indicates such schools are likely spending millions of dollars a year on politicized personnel. So at the same time, they go, oh, college should be free. At the same time, they go, oh, you shouldn't have any student loan debt. The salary of Virginia Tech's top diversity official alone would fund nearly 13 full-ride scholarships based on in-state tuition rates. A Utah State University getting rid of the DEI czar would pay for 14 and a half full-rides. Utah? Why does Utah have a DEI? Come on. Come on, man. If the salaries and funding for all DEI staff and programs at all public universities were spent on scholarships, huge numbers of students could benefit. At the University of Michigan, 241 DEI staff are hawking resources that could pay the way for more than 1,700 students. With so much money at stake, universities could focus on giving more students a better education at an affordable price, but... They like DEI. You know why they like DEI so much? You know why? They like it because it's the indoctrination that they all want. They love it. And they love it because um, 
in addition to brainwashing and indoctrinating your children, obviously, uh, it also teaches them that America is a racist place. America is a horrible place. America is a place where uh, everybody should atone. Let me give you an example. Over at uh, the hideous place of view, and I'm not, I'm not going to hurt you with, with a lot of audio from, from this. I'm, I'm not going to hurt you. But there's a woman on the view named Sarah Haynes. Sarah Haynes was having this little chit chat and says, and she's white, obviously, it's important to make white kids feel bad in history class. It's important to make them feel bad in history class. Take a listen. Because what is supposed to be the very foundation of this country is that we are all equal. But what happens is when you've had privilege for so long, equality feels a lot like oppression. Right. You know, I... What the hell? What does that even mean? What does that even mean? You've had privilege for so long. What? I don't even... What? 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 what, what, Huh? How about the privilege of making millions of dollars being a host on The View? How about that privilege? How about View host salary privilege? I think that's a nice privilege. Or how about the privilege of being a DEI officer at one of these schools around America? How about that privilege? Where you are privileged enough to be able to make hundreds of thousands of dollars a a year telling everybody America is a racist, horrible place. And you're most likely a person of color and most likely a person who would qualify under all the DEI initiatives. So you sit there and make hundreds of thousands of dollars telling everybody what a horrible place America is. Let's keep going here. Yes, clap away, Seals. There's more to it than that. Look, I think what it is is that um, black history and other things, banning books, has been weaponized for political purposes to drive people to the polls. There are no book bans. My poor little white kid is feeling bad because he's learning about slavery. That's ridiculous. Learning about history should not make anybody feel bad. We learn about history. It should make you feel bad. No, but it's important that it makes you feel bad. I don't think it should make you feel bad. Whoa, 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 whoa. It should make you feel bad. Only if you're a Democrat. They were the party of slavery. And all five of these idiots on The View, they're all Democrats. Even Elisa Farah, whatever her name is, who was a Republican, Democrat. Come on. So they're all Democrats. How about you say you should feel bad if you're Democrats? The Democrat Party is a party of slavery. You should feel bad. They won't say that, though, of course. So Sarah Haynes, with her white guilt, turns around and goes, no, it should make you feel bad. Why? None of the people learning about history did anything wrong. Why should my, why should my kids feel bad? They didn't do anything. Why, why should my kids feel guilty for something they didn't do? They, my kids didn't own slaves. My kids did. Uh, my, first of all, my, my 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 children had nothing to do with any of this. Why should they feel bad learning about the history of America? Oh, because they should. Because that's the only way to perpetuate the narrative that America is a uh, place that's horrible, built on white supremacy, and we must achieve equity and knock down privilege by destroying capitalism and having a socialist utopia. That's why they have to feel bad. I don't think a, a white child sh- uh, that's had nothing to do with slavery should feel bad about slavery. I think we need to learn history so that we don't repeat the same mistakes yeah. about history. And I, you know, today is um, today is, is MLK Day. And what's happening around this country with black history, with banning books, is absolutely insane. And you've got, in the Republican primary right now, you've got Ron DeSantis. Nobody is banning books. Go ahead to argue there is a positive side to slavery. You've yeah. got Nikki Haley, who can't even bring herself to utter the word slavery as the cause of the Civil War. She has and you've friends. got um, uh, Donald Trump, uh-huh. who wants to give Abraham Lincoln advice. 
you know, it's it's very it's very it's very difficult to, to to listen to the cackling hens. But you get the point, right? I mean, you get the point. Why you have to hoist that guilt upon everybody? It is to perpetuate the narrative. Far left organizations will train teachers to incorporate Palestinian narratives into the classroom, according to the to the Daily Wire. A pro-Palestinian group that previously downplayed Hamas's October 7th terrorist attacks against Israel will be training teachers in Oakland, California on Saturday to incorporate Palestinian history, narratives, and culture into K-12 classrooms. According to a flyer shared by the Daily Wire by Parents Defending Education, the Middle East Children's Alliance will be holding a Saturday training called Palestine in Our Classrooms, teaching to the moment 75 years of resistance, resilience, and samud. They have come under scrutiny for its response to the October 7th terrorist attacks and ties to the Democrat Socialists of America. And the training is only 25 bucks. It's not too bad. You know, I mean, that's something that even even on a teacher's salary, you could probably swing, right? Now, a watchdog group is now demanding that Johns Hopkins eliminate the DEI programs that called all white people privilege. Do you remember that when that, that, that Johns Hopkins medical person came out and said, what is privilege? It's basically anything. She just listed everything except for if you're like a black woman, basically, a black gay woman, basically. Well, a healthcare watchdog group is demanding that Johns Hopkins uh, eliminate its diversity, equity, and inclusion program after its boss created a toxic culture by declaring all white people, Christians and men, as privileged. Do No Harm condemned the elite institution's empathy apology after Dr. Sharita Hill-Golden, chief diversity officer for the hospital system, sent a staff-wide memo last week defining privilege as a set of unearned benefits given to people who are in specific social groups. Do no harm, said Johns Hopkins needs to completely eliminate this entire thing. I agree. And think of all the money they could save from this. They have created a toxic culture rooted in a DEI ideology that demonizes and indoctrinates the very students they're tasked with training to become the next generation of medical professionals. Racism is still racism when a DEI officer says it. Last week, she put out her statement on privilege and she says... Privilege operates on personal, interpersonal, cultural, and institutional levels. White people, able-bodied people, heterosexuals, cisgender people, males, Christians, middle or owning class people, middle-aged people, English-speaking people, were among the privileged social groups listed in the letter. Basically, everybody. White people, able-bodied people, heterosexuals, cisgender people, males, Christians, middle or owning class people, middle-aged people, English-speaking people. Privilege is characteristically invisible to people who have it. What about if you're making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, like Dr. Sharita Hill-Golden, to put out this kind of nonsense? Do you think maybe to yourself, I don't know, maybe that's privilege? I'm just throwing it out there. What do I know? I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just saying maybe that's privilege. Maybe perhaps just a little bit of privilege. A little you know, because at the end of the day, when you think about it, that's a whole lot of cash to just lecture people about how much privilege they have. That seems to me like a lot of privilege. And that money gets you some privilege. You know what I mean? <laughs> Don't forget, uh, February 7th is our event with Terry Hayes. International best-selling author Terry Hayes, The Year of the Locust. Get your tickets today by going to 
1210WPHD.com and get your tickets. Please do not wait. I want you, I want to see you there for that. He'll sign your book. We'll have a wonderful night together, a lot of fun. And don't forget as well, on Thursday, February 1st, Parks Casino for another of Joe Conklin's comedy nights with my buddy Joe Conklin, some great comedians. 20 bucks gets you your ticket, your first drink for free, and um, a lot of fun, a lot of laughs. That's at 8 o'clock. ParksCasino.com slash comedy. Gambling problem called 1-800-GAMBLER. So two great events. And they're both quite affordable. Comedy night and then our book event with Terry Hayes. I'm really excited for Terry Hayes, too, because as I've been reading his book, to understand what these um, denied access, denied area access CIAs go through and the threat of Iran and still radical fundam- radical Islamic terrorism, it's still out there. It's, it has not gone away. And he brings it all home in such a gripping way. And The Year of the Pilgrim was a phenomenal book, or I Am Pilgrim, but at, but The Year of the Locust, I mean, it's, it's just, I can't put it down. I love it. And you're going to love chatting with him. He's got a, a lot to say. I mean, all the movies he worked on. So we'll have a great night, and I want you to do that, 1210WPHD.com. And get your tickets today. Now, listen, Dr. Mike Venaria is my friend and my dentist. Bridget went to see him just this week. I went to see him last week. Was it a week ago today? I was slurring my words. I will be in about oh, an hour. Anyway, just kidding. Uh, Dr. Mike's a great guy. And you deserve a beautiful smile. You deserve the smile of your life. And that's what you'll get with Dr. Mike Venaria. With two offices to serve you in Cinnamonson and Woodbury, reach out to Dr. Mike today. Just go to VenariaDental.com. V-A-N-A-R-I-A, VenariaDental.com. He is my dentist. He's my friend. And he is the master of dental implants. So what are you waiting for? If you've had an estimate for complicated dental implants before, please reach out to Dr. Mike today for a second opinion. And when it comes to your smile, remember it's worth it because every single person sees your smile. So it's worth it for you to have a beautiful smile. And I want you to have a beautiful smile. And I trust him. My whole family goes to him. Pediatric general cosmetic dentistry. It's all there with my buddy, Dr. Mike Venaria. VenariaDental.com. V-A-N-A-R-I-A. VenariaDental.com. Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer, a beach bum summer, or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. 
All right, as we continue along here on a uh, snowy Friday night, excited. I, I'm just a quick side note, by the way. Today, woke up and um, made my world famous short ribs in Barolo. Now, this is a Mario Batali recipe, and you know Mario Batali was canceled. But anyway, I still think Mario Batali's cookbook is, uh, is I consider it to be my cooking Bible. I really do. His cookbook is fantastic. Um, I highly recommend it. You should get it if you haven't. He's got a couple of them, but the one that, um, the one that I use the most is, uh, oh, what's the name of it? Um, I, uh, it'll come to me. Hang on one second. And then I made homemade pasta, too. Yeah, no, you, making homemade pasta is easy. Molto Italiano, right. Molto Italiano. How did I forget that? It's my, my, it's my cooking Bible. Um, homemade pasta is not complicated, and it tastes great. All you need is flour and eggs. That's it. Flour and eggs. And I made some nice uh, pappardelle noodles, and uh, I had them, si- I have them sitting out all day, drying. So it'll be nice and al dente. They go into the boiling water, and it takes about three, four minutes, and they're done. It's great. Delicious. The little Barola wine sauce and the short ribs. What I do with the short ribs is I buy them on the bone and I and I salt and pepper them, sear them up real good, and they just simmer in that Barolo sauce all day until they fall off the bone and they're just perfectly delicious. And you can tell I'm hungry. And then you drink about a bottle of wine with it um, per person, obviously. And it's uh it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Anyway, um, here's a, a couple other points I wanted to me- wanted to mention to you. Nikki Haley still wants to ban TikTok. By the way, I, you know I, I'm I'm really not okay with this. I, I don't like government bans. I don't like government bans. I know that I know that China might be behind this, and I've said this before. If you want to ban, if you want to ban government workers from using TikTok, I'm fine with that. That's okay. That's okay to do. But to ban American citizens who want to ban to use TikTok, I have a problem with that. I don't like it. And as long as you're not a threat to the United States, in other words, as long as you're not uh, you know, working for the government, I don't know how the government has a right to, to, to tell you you can't use an app. I just have a fundamental problem with it. And the other issue is I hear the, I hear this, the bandied about about national security all the time. But uh, how does some person who's not associated with the United States government making a TikTok video, how is that a threat to our national security any more than it is than buying crap on Amazon.com and helping enrich China's economy? So I, I just, I'm not a fan of bans. I don't think bans work. I think these things go underground. The kids would, would use it even more. The kids would want to use the forbidden TikTok app. If you know, a buddy of mine yesterday said, well, you'll agree one day when your kids get older, stop. But kids want to do stuff they can't do. So if that means then using an app, it's underground, then they'll do it even more. Prohibition should teach us that lesson. That if you ban something, you it's the same thing with speech. You ban speech and people want to seek out a way to hear it and then it gives it credibility. So no, I mean, if you're working in the Pentagon, yeah, you should not be able to use TikTok. I agree 100%. And if you are somebody who's working in a state government, fine, fine with me if the state wants to ban it. You're an employee. You don't have to work there. It's not your God-given right. But when we start getting into bans for American citizens, the idea that somebody posing a, a TikTok video of their, of, you know, their, their cat taking a shower, and that's going to somehow hurt our national security, that, that's an excuse for more big government is what it is. Because I think, I think it's probably more dangerous for our national security to buy an electric car because that battery comes from China, and you're enriching China's economy. So, want to ban those? We could. I mean, we could just ban commerce with China altogether. The problem is China owns a lot of our of our debt, so that's a very problematic issue. 
Anyway, here's what Haley said yesterday. We should vet and and uh, shut down ideas that we deem harmful. Uh, you floated the idea of social media companies verifying all users by name, and one of your opponents, Governor DeSantis, has sanctioned pro-Palestine gr- student groups on public university campuses in the state of Florida. So my question is, will you commit to being principled on free speech, meaning uh, supporting even that speech that you disagree with? And if yes, what's your plan to do that? So I will always fight for freedom of speech. What I was referring to when it comes to our tech companies is there is a responsibility that our social media companies have. What I think they should do is they should show us their algorithms. They should be completely transparent so that you know why they push what they push, why you see what this they what you see, all what of that. Said. That's a business transparency situation. When it comes to disclosing who you are, I'm not saying that Americans have to disclose their name. Yes, you do. What did. I'm saying yes, is you, you have did. millions of foreign bots where there are no people behind them. When I was at the United Nations, Russia, China, and Iran knew and said it was the cheapest form of warfare there are millions of bots that are sp- okay bots are one thing but that's not what she said let's just be clear that's not what nikki haley said I, it's you look you want to flip-flop you want to walk it back then own it and be like you know what i i really shouldn't have said it that way i was wrong to say it that way but this is this is a this is what this is is this is a this is gop presidential hopeful nikki haley thought to be a favorite among a lot of people who didn't like Donald Trump, has landed herself in a lot of hot water this week after she unveiled a plan for social media if she was elected president. Have a listen to this. The first thing we have to do, social media accounts, social media companies, they have to show America their algorithms. Let us see why they're pushing what they're pushing. The second thing is every person on social media should be verified by their name. That's, first of all, it's a national security threat. When you do that, all of a sudden people have to stand by what they say. And it gets rid of the Russian bots, the Iranian bots, and the Chinese bots. And then you're going to get some civility. See, we're going to get some... So so every person, she said, every person. Then last night she goes, no, 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 I'm about protecting the free speech rights of American citizens. A total flip-flop. This is the flip-flop. Here, this is what she said last night again. Transparency situation. When it comes to disclosing who you are, I'm not saying that Americans have to disclose their name. Yes, you did. What I'm saying is you, you 100% have millions said that. of foreign bots. You, but that's not what you said. You said everybody has to, and it will lead to civility. That's what you said. It will lead by, to civility. By their name. That's they're pushing. The second thing is every person on social media should be verified by every their name. Person. That's First of all, it's a national security threat. When you do that, all of a sudden people have to stand by what they say. And it gets rid of the Russian bots, the Iranian bots, and the Chinese bots. And then you're going to get some civility. So everybody has to stand by what they say. And then last night, it's no, 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 not American citizens. No, please. It is a total flip-flop. A total flip-flop. But look, I mean, the, the, the bottom line is this. Nikki Haley's support of Ukraine is the reason why the, the Democrat establishment will vote for her if she's the nominee over Joe Biden. They, I mean, if, if they have to, they, don't, they won't care because it's not a big deal for them. In other words, it's not a big deal for them if they have to go with Haley over Biden. They still get to keep their war. They still get to get their war, and that's okay. So this is where I disagree with Trump. And even myself in some respects, because they will ultimately come back to the Democrats, I do believe, but if they really believe Biden can't win and it's Trump, they'll have to swap Biden out. 
If they really believe Biden can't win and it's Haley, they'll be okay with that because they can live with Nikki Haley. They can live with Haley because Haley will keep the Ukraine war going. That's the difference. That's the difference. And I really, I I cannot express that enough to you because that's the point of why the Democrats are backing her. And if it comes to October and it looks like Joe, if it comes to the summer, it looks like Joe Biden's going to lose and it's Donald Trump. They're going to yank Biden out. I really do believe that they will yank him out. But not if it's Nikki Haley. They'll live with him. They'll live with her and they'll be okay with it. And they'll be okay with it because she gets to keep the war in Ukraine going. And, and, And all the other big government ideas that she has under the guise of national security. All the other big government ideas that she has under the, under the guise of national security, she will keep going to. But if I'm DeSantis right now, and it's Friday, it's it's the weekend before New Hampshire. I I got it. I got to turn around. I got to think to myself at this moment. You know what? This is the moment now where I have to make a big decision, because I'm going to get I'm going to get slaughtered. I'm going to get slaughtered going into New Hampshire, and I don't want to be in that place. I don't want to come in third. I don't want to come in third place. I don't want to be remembered as the guy who came in third place in the first of the nation primary state. And then I don't want to, I don't want to have Trump people hate me and I don't want to be mocked in 2028 when I run. So I think he has one choice and one choice only. And that choice is to get out and back Donald Trump. And I would do it before Tuesday. <laughs> it doesn't look like he's going to, but I mean, if it's me, that's a hundred percent what I'm doing. I'm, I'm doing that now, and I'm going to take credit for Trump's win in New Hampshire, and I'm going to, I'm going to ask to give the convention speech. I'm going to ask to give the nomination speech at the convention, and I'm going to position myself for 2028. And, yeah, obviously, a lot can change. A lot can change between now and then. But I can only make decisions, only make decisions based on what I have at the moment, and that's it. I can't make decisions for a future I don't yet know about. So that's why if I'm Ron DeSantis, I got to make that decision now. Will he? Who knows? I have no idea. I have no idea what he's going to do. Nobody does. But the one thing I can tell you is that if he stays in this race, he comes in third place. It's going to be ugly. He's going to get out anyway. And it, it, you just have to ask yourself, why? What did you gain from this? What did you gain? What was it about? How did it help you? All you did was make your life harder for your political future. Nothing good came of it. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. If you'd like to weigh in uh, on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Snowy Friday night. Snowy Friday night and we're here. Isn't that something? We're here. We are here. Together. It's great. I'm coming right back. Thanks for listening to the Zioli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the Odyssey app. All right, continuing along, our final segment before I turn it over to the great one, Mark Levin. What a week it's been, huh? Thanks for being here. Appreciate it very, very much. Um, my buddy Jeff Van Drew, Congressman Jeff Van Drew, who I'm obviously uh, very fond of. I'll be with him in Atlantic City coming up. Yeah, I'll be with him in Atlantic City coming up for the uh, Atlantic City Republican Party. They're having a... Uh, convention, not convention, a, a big night, and I'm part of it. It is the second annual Ronald Reagan Leadership Award Dinner honoring Congressman Jeff Andrew with special guest me, Friday, February 9th, 2024, 6.30 p.m., Resorts Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. And, you know, my buddy Don Purdy is the uh, chairman of the Atlantic County Republican Party, and I think he's doing a great job. So I was honored when he reached out to me. So if you'd like to come... Just go to the Atlanta County Republicans web webpage or their Facebook page and grab a, grab a ticket. It'd be a fun night. It'd be a lot of fun. Harry Hurley's the MC. 
Radio legend Harry Hurley himself. Longtime morning show host in Atlantic City and overall great guy, too. Anyway, uh, and also don't forget on, on the 7th, we have our big event with Terry Hayes. His book, The Year of the Locust, which is riveting and amazing, and I absolutely love it. I'd love for you to get a copy of that. You'll get a signed copy by Terry Hayes. And join me for that. And then we have Comedy Night at Parks Casino coming up on Friday, Feb- or Thursday, February 1st. So all you got to do for that is just go to parkscasino.com slash comedy and get your ticket for 20 bucks, which includes your first drink free, and uh, we'll have a lot of fun together. So a lot of things in the works, right? A lot of things in the works. It's a lot of fun. And I hope you'll join us for um, for all of them, actually. Just join us for all of them. Why not, right? Why not? Congressman Jeff Andrew was uh, was was speaking yesterday regarding... There's a lot going on about, about Hunter Biden. There's a lot going on about what the Republicans are trying to do with the budget and uh, what Republicans are trying to do with um, regards to the border issue. And and one, one thing I, I do know, one thing I do know, though, is that if more and more of these Republicans... Keep giving in to the Democrats. We are in a lot of trouble. We are in a lot of trouble going forward. So Congressman Jeff Van Drew came out and said what we all know. Hunter Biden and his father were basically selling out the United States of America. Here's South Jersey's own Jeff Van Drew last night on Fox News. Uh, but I do want to move on to something else that's in business. front of you right now. And this is Hunter Biden. So he's finally agreed to appear before House Judiciary uh, for this private deposition. It's going to be February 28th. This is your, your group. The impeachment probe kicks into high gear. There's several interviews that are planned the month. Biden's Hollywood lawyer, and people call him the sugar brother, Kevin Morris, appeared for a transcribed interview before House over site yesterday. We're hearing that Morris admitted that he paid Hunter's tax bill, that he, you know, with he met him at a Biden campaign event in 2019. He loaned Hunter at least five million bucks. James Comer says his testimony raises a lot of ethical and campaign finance concerns for the president, pointing out that since Morris started helping Hunter financially, Morris has had access to the White House. He's been with the president. Um, and this follows other business associates with Hunter. Uh, so, Congressman, kind of give me your take on this in particular since this does involve your committee. Oh, judiciary is very involved in this, as you know, and if there is an impeachment, it would go through judiciary. Let me say this. Hunter's a bad guy. Whether it's buying a gun illegally, which, Carol, you or I did, we fail. Uh, he has disposed of it in a dumpster. Uh, there was cocaine now that we found on the holster that the gun was uh, we know that he expects treatment and was dealing with foreigners, uh, actually powerful foreign interests that want this special treatment from the United States of America. That's where his dad comes in. The deal here isn't that Hunter is a bad guy. We know that. It's a special treatment that he was receiving from the Department of Justice. It's the fact that his father was in the conversations with his businesses and originally lied and said that he wasn't. It's the fact that they have shell corporations. It's the fact that there is so much that ties what our foreign policy and our domestic policy is to Hunter Biden and his father. And basically, we're selling the United States of America. That's what we have to know. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter that he's a bad guy, but it does matter that his dad did bad things in order to help him to the American people. So we're going to continue on. And by the way, this is a man of privilege, Hunter Biden. He thought he wasn't going to have to appear. He thought he would just laugh in the face of the American people. Thank God we're moving forward with this. And he knows that we are real about wanting the information. Well, 
Well, yeah, and that's good. And and, and let's uh, let's be honest here. This closed door testimony before the House committees, it's going to happen that he's finally agreed to because he was going to be held in contempt. Uh, we'll get the truth out. February 28th, that's when the deposition is going to come out. So how does all this play out? Well, one theory is that they have to get rid of Joe Biden. They know they have to get rid of Joe Biden. And the only way they can get rid of Joe Biden, if it's going to be Trump, is to use the threat of Hunter going to prison and then turn around and have Joe Biden pardon him. And then they can all turn around and say, uh, Joe Biden did the right thing for his son. You know, he always talks about his dad and how much his dad did for him. Well, Joe Biden did the right thing for his son by pardoning his son, Hunter. What a selfless man he is, you know? And then he can turn around to the American people and say, but obviously doing this means I can't run for re-election because um, I got to put my family first and blah, 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 gets him out of the race. See, with Hunter Biden's corruption, it leads to Joe Biden's corruption. If you pardon Hunter Biden, Joe Biden's corruption also goes away too. Pardons are irrevocable. You don't need to be guilty to have one. Um, you don't have to accept responsibility to have one. You just have to simply get it from the president. It's absolute. And the statute of limitations involving other Bidens is well over. So the bottom line is the Biden crime family gets away with it. And Joe Biden would be acutely aware of that as they threaten him if he stays in the race. If it's Nikki Haley and it's not going to be, then it doesn't matter because they'll be fine with her. If it's Donald Trump and it's going to be, they have to get Joe Biden out. They can't risk losing to Trump. They just can't. And Biden doesn't even know what the hell he's talking about. Biden doesn't even know what the hell he's talking about here. As he talks about, just listen to this real quick here. Hang on a second here. Now, my predecessors like to say, America is a failing nation. In my face, bless me, Father, for his sin. I mean, come on. <laughs> a failing nation. And by the way, did you hear he wants to see the stock market crash? Because he does not want now. We're doing well. He acknowledges by that we're doing pretty damn well economically and getting better. He wants to see the stock market crash. You know why? He doesn't want to be the next Herbert Hoover. He doesn't want to see the stock market crash, you idiot. It's not what he said. He didn't say that in that in that sense. You know that and I know that. And and this is another lie that Biden's going to tell. Ready? Listen to this lie. Get ready for it. Get ready. As I told him, he's already Hoover. <laughs> he's the only president to be president for four years and lose jobs, not gain any jobs. Come on, man. Come on, man. What do we have in 2020? Come on, man. We had a pandemic, a global pandemic, which, you know, if you want to think to yourself that maybe China released the virus from the lab on purpose because China <clears throat> wanted to hurt Donald Trump. Well, that's why we lost all those jobs. We lost jobs because of COVID. And then the jobs came back when the pandemic closures, lockdowns and restrictions were lifted. We lost jobs because people like Tom Wolf decided what businesses were essential and which businesses weren't. We lost jobs because people like Phil Murphy said, yeah, you can go uh, to the convenience store and get a pack of smokes, but you can't go to the gym. We, we did lose jobs because of COVID, but we also had a way for companies to be able to bring those jobs back, and they did when it was over. So it's another lie that Biden's telling. 
We shall see what the weekend brings. All right, listen, have a great rest of your night tonight. The great one, Mark Levin, is up next. Remember, we got some great events coming up February 7th with Terry Hayes. Just go to 1210WPHD.com and get your tickets to join us for that. Please, you'll have a wonderful time. Get a signed copy of his book. And Parks Casino on Thursday, February 1st, 20 bucks gets you your ticket, your first drink, and comedy night as well. So two great events coming up before you know it. Um, have fun. Have a great weekend. Make sure that you uh, watch your back. You know, if you're shoveling, make sure you wash your back. I don't want you pulling out your back. Be able to take care of yourself. Be okay out there. And don't forget something this weekend. As you don't watch the Sunday shows, I will be watching the Sunday shows for you. Remember that as the corporate media embraces Nikki Haley more and more, more and more each and every day, the reason why they're doing that is twofold. It's either because it's easier for them to turn around and um, defeat a moderate, quote-unquote, moderate, reasonable Republican, or number two, they're doing it because the establishment knows that if it's Nikki Haley versus versus Obama versus Biden, they can live with that. They can live with it. Don't forget it. Oh, did I just say Obama? Like as a Michelle Obama? No, that can't happen, right? There's no way they would do that. There's no way they would do that. There's no way they would make that switch, would they, at the convention? And one thing I know is this. If Donald Trump is going to be the nominee, and I do believe Donald Trump's going to be the nominee, do not discount a thing. Have a great weekend. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t